Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to our latest episode. And we're going to talk a little bit about the ENA Foundation today and, you know, just another example of how our members uh, are giving back to the greater emergency nursing community and to ENA members themselves. And uh, I'm, I'm honored to welcome Karen Jansky-Cole uh, to the podcast today to talk a little bit about uh, her continuing education fund and a little bit of um, what she's done to uh, see some of her contributions in action um, more immediately. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the, uh, the new uh, impact funds that the foundation is using and offering as, a, as, a, as an option uh, to help see uh, donations get uh, get used a little bit more quickly and more directly for things. So let me start off by introducing and welcoming Karen to the podcast. Karen, thanks for being a part of the podcast today. You're welcome. Karen, uh, I understand that you've been a member since 1984. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in emergency nursing and, and ENA as a whole? Okay, well, I graduated from the university in 1978, and I got married shortly after and we moved to Oregon while my husband went to school and I worked, started working there. And after about three months, I moved to their emergency department. And this was moving from the University of Minnesota to a little small 48 bed hospital that only had four beds in the emergency department. I had no ER experience. So most of the time I spent my nights studying. Okay. <laughs> Lots of studying. Um, our, our director was very interested in having all of us get our CEN because he wanted to prove that a little hospital could be just as qualified as some of the bigger hospitals. So I got my CEN in 1982. And there, back then there was a lady named Adele Landros who did something called a RENSEC, which was the emergency, registered emergency nursing continuing education program. And you went to school for like eight hours once a week but then, and you had to pass the final, of course, but then you had like an entire skills list, which included riding the ambulance, doing six intubations, blood gases, suturing, and all sorts of stuff. And once you finished that, then you got to get um, certified. And I think that's what probably turned me more into kind of getting into an ENA member because that information was just so valuable. And then, I mean, obviously I continued with my CEN. I got my CPEN when um, that was available. Um, I took all the classes like TNCC, ENPC. I took the gene class and the CATN. And actually somebody sent me a scholarship after I had taken the gene class and reimbursed me. And I thought, well, that's cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's kind of nice to get money all of a sudden. <laughs> and so I know I just kind of carried on. I've been a lifelong learner. I've gone to, I mean, the local ENA has a seminar every, a workshop seminar type thing every year. And I usually went to that. And I just really like continuing education type things. And I used, I mean, I was giving yearly to ENA and I usually, it was funny, I usually gave it for research. And so I figured at some point I would do a scholarship, but I didn't, 
go to research for some reason. <laughs> and that was, and that was because um, I saw this article about these people from foreign countries that really enjoyed coming here and learning stuff. And so I decided to do a scholarship for that. The continuing education is obviously such a big part of what ENA does. And it's always interesting to hear the stories from uh, members who you listed off, you know, some of the, you know, the core courses that, um, you know, really are staples within the ENA world and certainly within emergency nursing. What, being a, a lifelong learner, um, how does that inspire you to want others to, to maybe follow that same path or to recognize the value of, of not ever stopping to learn, especially in something that changes as much as, as being a nurse, regardless of your specialty. I mean, it, it changes you know, regularly. So staying on top of that is such an important thing. But how did you impress upon others that you know, continuing education was something uh, that was meaningful for them as they went through their careers? I guess I just encourage them to go to seminars, to go to classes, to become an ENA member. I mean, I have read every JEN that has ever been sent to me. Um, <laughs> that's how I got most of my continuing education back a while ago. Okay. Um, but it's just, you really need to stay on top of it and people you connect with and the bonds are great. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's anything better than that. Sure. Sure. When so when you talk about you know giving uh, to the foundation, um, what it, what would sort of your your initial impetus for that be? I mean, uh, certainly you have been a member since before the foundation was around, and when the foundation began its mission to you know really help further the the education and the research and the opportunities for for all emergency nurses. It, was it a no-brainer for you to say, well, if I can help contribute to somebody else's education, I'm going to do it? Or, or what really kind of opened the door for you to that with the foundation? I wasn't necessarily engaged with them. I just every year would send them, you know, a certain amount of money. And I always highlighted it for research. And it was just part of our, we would sit down every December and just write out checks to charity type of things. And that okay. just became part of my regular um, giving. So when, what, what prompts then, you know, the idea that, well, I want to do a little bit more and create something like this fund? Well, I had always thought it would be fun to create a scholarship, but usually you don't, I mean, usually you do that when you die, <laughs> when you, when you do your will. And we just happened to be meeting with our financial counselor and he said, well, is there anything you'd like to do? And I said, I would really like to do a scholarship. And he said, well, do it. And I went, okay. <laughs> it was like, okay, thank you. And it just so happened that it was a time when, um, I think it's Mike Hastings had that thing about um, it only takes one person or, or something like that was like his theme for the year. And then I was reading one of the ENA Connects and it had this thing about somebody that had gotten a scholarship to go to something and how they were just so thrilled that they could do that and to get this education that they wouldn't get otherwise. And I kind of went, oh, I could do that. So I did. The, uh, you made the comment about, you know, usually these things happen, you know, after you're gone. So now, you know, the fund has been around for about two years. Uh, so what has it meant to you to see some of, you know, what you've put out there uh, benefit people? And, and it, actually to back up, why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what your, your fund has gone towards so far? 
Um, so my fund is a continuing education thing. And it's, it's mostly, I think, to help people from other countries to get some education. And I made it very vague as to what they could use it for. So if somebody, a lot of people use it for the national convention. But I said, you know, if you've got somebody that wants to do, you know, like the leadership conference, I said, feel free to use it for that. It's whatever they want to use it for. And I got something last fall, which said that they gave scholarships out to nine people in six countries. Wow. How, how did that make you feel? Because you, you knew it, you knew your goal had been reached and you had that, you finally were able to, you know, connect the idea to the reality of it all. It was nice. It's nice to be able to do it while you're still connected. I mean, by the time I would have gotten around to maybe putting it in my will, you know, you may not have been around the organization for a while. And I was kind of, I had a little bit of fear that maybe my interest would wane. So it was kind of like I wanted to do it now while I'm still a member. I retired a few years ago. And so at some point I'm I may not be involved forever. So I wanted to do it while I was still kind of in the loop. Have you encouraged others that are interested in maybe the same types of ideas as, as you have to, to look at more possibilities like this, you know, to help pay it forward and then become really ambassadors for it? So are, do you feel like you're a bit of an ambassador now to encourage others to engage with the foundation or to maybe do something like this in the future? I mean, I've, I was always encouraging people to get involved with ENA and to support it in however they could. So we'll see how that goes, I guess. Okay. Well, and just to give people listening a little bit of, of background as well, you know, the impact funds are, are now set up as a way that, uh, similar to what Karen described, uh, for people to be able to put, um, you know, contributions forward, donations forward, and assign, uh, as Karen described, assign, you know, some ideas as to what it should be used for parameters, basically for the spending. Um, and that money is available to be used more immediately, uh, you know, compared to an endowment, which has a, a some other types of restrictions to it. Um, so certainly, you know, the, the, the name says it all. I mean, impact means, uh, as in Karen's example, uh, even though she predates the, the terminology of the impact fund, uh, the ability to have things happen as quickly as she described where her fund was started in, in October of 2020. And then in 2021, to know that nine people had been benefactors of that uh, in a variety of different ways. Uh, so, you know, Karen, uh, anything else you want to add about uh, sort of what your view of the foundation is and, and just the, the work that they do and, and being able to be a part of that? I love it. I mean, I, I really endorse what the foundation does. I like that they are giving scholarships to people to help them learn things. It's, it's kind of fun now when I send in my yearly contribution, I can just put, put it in my fund. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of like, well, I got something there. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and I think that's, um, you know, that's a great perspective. And, you know, you talked about continuing education for yourself and now being able to, to support others in doing that. So um, Karen uh, Jansky-Cole, I appreciate you taking some time to be a part of the podcast and talking a little bit about uh, your fund and uh, how it's making a difference for more emergency nurses. Thank you. 
So that'll do it for this episode of the ENA podcast. And you can obviously learn more about the ENA Foundation by visiting the ENA website and uh, hit that little uh, drop down menu on the right side. And you can click over to the foundation to see everything that the foundation is doing, including uh, learning more about uh, the different scholarships and programs that are available and obviously ways that you can contribute uh, to the foundation's mission uh, year round and, and certainly coming up at Emergency Nursing 2022. Uh, there'll be some ways that you can help support the foundation uh, through uh, different events and uh, the ever popular text to give campaign, which uh, we'll, we'll be rolling out once again. So uh, as, I, as I said, we'll, we'll see everybody in Denver uh, in just a couple of weeks. And uh, once again, we thank Karen for being with us and we hope that you'll join us next time on the ENA podcast. <laughs>